In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our sermon text today is our reading from 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 to 9. Grace and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We see in our reading from Acts that Peter has both changed and remained the same. We see in Peter that well-known boldness and bravado that we associate with him. He boldly stands up for God's word and will not be dissuaded from speaking the truth. Yet we also see that he is not the brash fighter who is seeking to fight this battle with his strength and with his sword. Rather, Peter uses God's sword. With the Holy Spirit's help, he adaptly wields God's weapon before this council. Peter has changed. Peter's change is found in the reality of Jesus' resurrection. Nothing else could bring this kind of change to Peter. Nothing else is powerful enough to change people like Peter or Simon the Zealot, for that matter, into men who fight by the power of God rather than the powers of man. Jesus' resurrection has changed everything for Peter. This is clear in Peter's first epistle. Peter starts off praising the Lord, noting that the Lord is the one who begot us again. We have been given new life in baptism. We have been born anew from his resurrection life. He has done this according to his great mercy. The Lord has had pity on us, his creatures who had fallen into sin. He saw us and he had compassion on our condition. He brought us out of death. The death we had embraced in sin and gave us new life into a living hope. Such a hope is greater than any worldly hope because those so-called hopes die. Either the one promising dies and cannot fulfill his word or the hope itself is an object without any life. Such hope is wishful thinking without any guarantor, at least not one who can last. But our hope has the greatest guarantor, the ever-living God who overcame death and still lives. There is none like him. So our hope is sure and certain because our Lord is sure, certain, and alive, never to die again. He rose from the dead, and nothing can take that away from him. And so here we have our certainty too. This is how we know that what is coming is protected from moth and rust and any decay. That it is set aside and prepared for us. His resurrection out of death and its destructive force give us that certain hope. But not only do we have God's inheritance to which we look forward, 
but we also have God's protection in his power. God is guarding us as well as our inheritance. He's looking out for us and protecting us. He is holding us through faith in his salvation, which is simply waiting to be shown and revealed. In other words, this salvation already is. We have it in Christ Jesus, though we do not see it yet. It is ours now, yet we wait for it. Like Abraham, we have the promise and all that it entails and are just waiting to see it. It is this protection that we need in this world, for we are faced with trials of various sorts. You and I are being challenged to remain faithful in the face of threats, dangers, and even death. This is the life of Christians around the world and throughout time. We are attacked by the world, the devil, and our own flesh. And it only seems to be getting worse. These trials press on us. Give up. Give in. Embrace your desires and your wants. Serve yourself. Protect yourself. Stand with everyone else. Don't be a stick in the mud. Don't stand against the tide. Go with the flow. Don't let some antiquated notions such as the Bible get in your way of loving your neighbor. To stand in the face of this to be different and to stand with Christ is hard. It is not easy. But these trials are serving a purpose. They are refining us and our faith. They are showing the value of our faith, revealing the genuineness of our faith. Like gold that is passed through fire to make it more valuable because it is purified of impurities, so too our faith is purified of its impurities but unlike gold which will perish or can be lost and stolen our faith endowed by God's Holy Spirit remains after all God is protecting you through the faith he has gifted you he is protecting you not from the trials or troubles but from the evil one who is tempting you to forsake God in the midst of those trials troubles Peter knew the kinds of troubles Christians would face he faced them he was persecuted whipped and beaten all this he faced with joy how just look at what he wrote in his epistle he exalted and rejoiced in the new life that Jesus had given him through his death and resurrection. He had a living hope, the living hope. These troubles and trials that you and I face, whether they are threats of wars, rumors of wars, social upheavals, or acts of persecution against God's people, these threats and hardships are only for a short time, only for a season. What is eternal and everlasting? the incorruptible and undefiled and unfading inheritance, eternal life with our Lord and God, 
not only outlasts these troubles, it surpasses and supersedes all these trials and difficulties. It is that joy, not only of what is coming, of what is promised, but the joy of the very salvation of our souls, which we have now, through Christ Jesus, given to us in the Holy Spirit. This salvation is not only coming, but now is. Our joy is that which is given to us by the Holy Spirit. It is joy that we cannot fully express because we have only tasted what is to come. The glory of that new life is not yet ours, but the joy of that glory is ours. Such joy is lived in faith. In this present reality, we do not yet see what is coming, but we see it through faith with the certainty that Peter did. For we see Jesus risen from the dead as has been established even by Thomas, who doubted what he was told. Our faith is certain, not because of us and not because of our circumstances, but because of our risen Lord. He will sustain his people. He will uphold us as he promised. For he is our Lord and God who rules and reigns even over death. He conquered and he will not let his people remain in trouble and shame for long. No, he will complete what he began for us at the cross. There he worked to save you and me. There he sacrificed that you and I might live. There he won. And his victory is clear as his resurrection shows. So today we declare our confidence. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Not just with words. But as we come to this table. For at this table we confess the whole teaching of Christ. Today we join with one another in declaring his doctrine as our doctrine. Today we receive his body and blood with the certainty that our sins are forgiven on account of his sacrifice for us. Today we receive his mighty gifts confessing that we stand here forgiven by him. For truly, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. The peace of God, which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.